How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Sitting here with a uh, vodka soda, just enjoying my evening. Beautiful. I have my beer. Um, I say hello to you, and I say hello to everyone listening. Um, welcome to Purple Ketchup. This is the show where we discuss wacky foods of the 90s and how corporate food affects us. Absolutely. The 90s were a wild time for food in the United States. And probably Super everywhere. Wild. <laughs> Super wild, but we didn't know it. Oh, that's the thing. I had no idea. I feel like I was drugged my whole childhood, and I didn't know. That's it. I was, I feel like my body's probably like 75% corn syrup. Oh, I am an American slice of cheese. <laughs> I am a craft single. Yeah, my blood is like just high fructose. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you were alive in the 90s or if you were a child in the 90s in particular, you know this very well. If you were not, you probably have felt the ripple effects of 90s food culture in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, in like learning about this topic before we um, started recording this podcast, I feel like... I've noticed how how wildly different the 90s were from anything that came before it. It was kind of like all of a sudden um, you had like all of this advertising and all of a sudden there was like a toyification of food. <laughs> yeah, like convincing kids that like nutrients are necessary. Like somehow, I don't know, like there had to be a pitch on food. Yeah, and yeah, like you, yeah, like you had to sell it to them. Like you had to like convince them, like this is a cool thing you should eat. <laughs> yeah, like before the nineties, they were like, you should be so lucky to have ketchup on your hot dog. Yeah, for real. And, and then it was like convincing kids by like you know making like nuggets into dinosaur shapes. It's like nuggets are delicious. Right, right. They don't need to be dinosaurs. No. But you know, corporations figured out that that worked extremely well, so they mm-hmm. they ran with it. I mean. Um, I was looking up, because I was thinking about, like, before that, I was like, were there any, like, food toys or anything like that? And I found out that the Easy Bake Oven was first sold in 1963. So, yeah, so it's like, there was this idea that, like, your toy could be food. Like, your toy could be, like, associated with food in some way. But I feel like 90s, it turned into my food, can be a toy. <laughs> my food can be a worm. <laughs> <laughs> so, in yeah. the 80s, spaghetti was worms, and then in the 90s, like, you could just eat things that were shaped like worms. Oh my god, I loved dirt. I don't know if we're going to do an episode on dirt. It's a highly specific dessert, but I, I, do you know I what I'm talking make, about? I still, I still make dirt cups in, what my, do you do? in my classroom. Oh yeah, every year wow. I do dirt cups. That, those you, kids you are can, lucky. You cannot take a dirt cup away from me. You're like, travel back in time with me to the 90s, children. <laughs> they love it. Oh, I bet they wild. do. I bet they do. Um, for those of you who don't know, dirt is... Um, well, why don't you tell us, since you've made it recently. <laughs> Absolutely. It's every single year for the past 10 years, yeah. Um, it is a delicious... I usually use Snackwell's Puddings. <laughs> Great. That's a great 90s brand that started in the 90s oh, yeah. because Absolutely. their whole thing was like, we're low fat and it was all sugar. Mm-hmm. So sugar. I'm glad Absolutely. you're using an appropriate brand. The lowest fat, highest sugar, a Snackwell's chocolate uh, pudding that I can find. And then inside of a, a snack size baggie, you put an Oreo or two. 
And then you let your child go nuts and take up all Oh, that's fine. So you let them smash the Oreos. Exactly. That is well, that's fun. the whole fun of it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the whole thing. That's the whole thing. They, they take out their anxiety and smash the Oreo into pieces. And then that becomes the mantle layer of dirt. And then you can add whatever creepy crawlers, worms, if you have gummies, you know, other generally. Things. Yeah, th- exactly. Gummies and stuff. That what sounds. Do kids, what, do, what do kids learn? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's an art project. I used to like order dirt at like, I remember ordering dirt at like, Something like a Bennigan's, you know? Yeah, like, like it was Yeah, it was like on the kids' dessert menu and I bet the price, like the profit margin on that. Oh my god. <laughs> it was probably like ten dollars. Like, yeah. You know, like, like 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 basically like uh like Mark Cuban started Shark Tank with the money that he made. <laughs> from dirt from selling dirt, dirt at Bennigan's. <laughs> that's how they that's how they started Shark Tank. They yeah. Were like, this that started making dirt cups. It's that dirt money, and it's not what you it's think. It's dirt. <laughs> um, yeah, that's amazing. So, yeah, each week, Carol and I are researching a product like dirt, a special, special product like dirt that's just so uniquely 90s, and we are going to reveal those products to each other and discuss them. So, on that note, I... I want to share a little bit about how I selected the product for today. I'm going to pull back the curtain a little bit here. Um, So originally, I was going to talk about purple ketchup, you know? I'm like, it's the namesake of the show. It's what everybody came for. Let's (laughs) let's jump into it, you know? I did a lot of research on it. I was all ready. I was psyched. I was ahead of the game. And then I woke up this morning. I looked at my phone. Game day decision. Yep. The very first thing I saw on my phone was news that changed everything. Wow. So the product we will be discussing today might save us from the COVID-19 pandemic. Holy crap. Today we're going to be talking about Dippin' Dots. (gasps) The ice cream of the future? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And it may just be the ice cream of our collective future. Oh my God, I'm so excited. What? So an article literally came out yesterday about this. Wow. When you think about Dippin' Dots and you think Mm -hmm. about COVID-19, you're like, what puts these two things together? Mm -hmm. Yeah, what's the connection? Well, the two words I have for you are cold chain. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I wonder how many clues I'm going to have to give Carolyn for her to figure this out. So, so I'm going to keep explaining. Yeah, yeah, sure. So if you've ever purchased a gallon of ice cream at the supermarket um, and walked it home or took it home on the train or in the car, you already know a little bit about what a cold chain is. A cold chain is being able to keep something cold and send it on a, on a long journey somewhere from point A to point B and keep it cold the whole time, right? <laughs> so... The Pfizer BioNTech vaccine that has just been approved. I'm beginning to see. You're putting the pieces together. (laughs) I'm beginning to see the trail of different dots you've left. (laughs) I I put like one little dot and one little dot for you to follow, like Hansel and Gretel. So yeah, the Pfizer and BioNTech vaccine is negative 94 degrees Fahrenheit. That's the the the, how cold it needs to be stored at. 
and it needs to be stored that cold throughout the entire process, from like when it leaves the facility to when it gets to someone to be administered. The Moderna vaccine needs to be negative four degrees Fahrenheit. So like already we're like, how are we gonna get this vaccine to everyone? And then there's this extra layer of like, also it has to be crazy cold the whole time, right? So who, who out there might have already been thinking about, I need to keep this amazing thing really, really, really cold, more cold than most normal things. And I need to get it from my factory all the way to individual people all over the world. Who would have already solved this problem? Mr. Donald G. Dippendown. <laughs> Mr. Dot himself. He comes out like a Clue character. He's like twirling his beard. He's like, oh, so you need to keep it cold. <laughs> I knew you'd come crawling back. So legit hospitals and pharmacies have reached out to Dippin' Dots to buy and or rent the unique freezers that they have designed for their product and to consult them on their cold chain technology. Wow. This feels like, um, like did the polio people reach out to Willy Wonka? <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, that's probably the best analogy that I could think of. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and, you know, something that I learned from this is the insane amount of effort and scientific advancement that was required just to create Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I mean, you have me hooked. <laughs> Because all I know it is, is is an amusement park treat. And little did I know there was so much biotech science behind these pearls of dairy deliciousness. Absolutely. And the person who invented them was a scientist. Um, he was originally trying to create an efficient way to feed livestock. And he was trying to like put nutrients into little like yogurt balls to feed to livestock. And then he was like... He liked making ice cream in his personal life, so he, like, applied it to that. And then he made a store, and then he started doing, like, the, you know, amusement parks and stuff um, and all that. But how do you feel when you think about uh, Dippin' Dots? What's your personal connection? I have a really close personal connection to Dippin' Dots. So <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you couldn't have picked a more perfect 90s food. Um, so... One of the things my family did all the time um, was we always went to amusement parks. We were like really a great adventure, like fam gang. Like we were all about going to Hershey Park. We were all about going to, um, we've gone to King's Dominion. We've gone, we like loved going to amusement parks. And my sister, there is no food category my sister likes more than amusement park food <laughs> it is like it is like her you know like more than like a home-cooked meal <laughs> oh my god yeah no she would throw a roast chicken out the window for like a funnel cake <laughs> i get it and she absolutely adored her and my brother they had a big sweet tooth 
And and any time we went anywhere, it was like a countdown clock my dad had to put on to how long they had to wait until we get the Dippin' Dots. Wow. Because it was like, we can't get it right away. They'd get there and they'd be like, Dippin' Dots! And it was like, okay, guys, it can't be, like, the first thing we do. We can't load up on dairy and then throw you on, like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> There's an order of operations with uh, amusement park food. Yeah, we have to do, like, the log flume a few times before <laughs> we, like, soil their seats with, like, dairy puke. And so, you know, eventually the time would come when we could finally go to the Dip and Dot stand. Yeah. And I remember when Dippin' Dots first came out, it was like the line was the longest line. People were the, into at it, like, yeah. At the concessions area. It was like, you know, oh, Dippin' Dots, oh, that's going to be like you're waiting for 30 minutes. But it was worth it because that's what you wanted. <laughs> and then as the years went on, it was like an, it was like an aging madam. It, it was mm-hmm. like every time that you revisited the Amusement Park every, you know, every five years, we wouldn't go, you know, as we got older, we didn't go as much. Yeah. And every time I went, the line was a little less, there was less enthusiasm around it, until I think a few years ago, I was at, oh, I was at the Bronx Zoo, and there was a Dippin' Dot stand, and it was like tumbleweeds going by, <laughs> you know, just like, you know, ghouls coming out. <laughs> Oh, that's the old Dippin' Dots machine. (laughs) No one's touched it in years. And I was like, and it was so creepy because it's like the ice cream of the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, the best. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like it's like how Disney, Disneyland's like Tomorrowland is now just... The world of tomorrow slash yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So what you're talking about kind of mirrors what actually happened to the company. They were doing very, very well, and then they actually filed for bankruptcy um, because, you know, they started losing business like you're describing, but also because other companies started copying them, like this company called Mini Melts, that they ended up in a legal battle with, and they lost. So they had to pay out all this money. Anyway, they ended up selling the company, and then it kind of made a revival. And um, now they're doing very, very well. Well, obviously in the pandemic, not so much, but like mm. in, in recent times, they've been doing very well. Really? And yes. And I didn't even know this because I guess I'm not a child. So <laughs> I didn't even know. But I watched like um, a YouTube video today of like um, a family trying out their new like product. So they have created like a toy, basically like what we were talking about before. They've gone full circle They've created, like, make your own Dippin' Dots at home, like, kind of, like, toy thing. Mm. So they're, like, doing different things now to make money. Um, They have, like, a yogurt version of their product. Like, they have all this weird stuff. They're, like, expanding to China. So, you know, basically they're, they're doing well. And I think, you know, now they're not doing so well. But, hey, maybe if they help us um, distribute the vaccine, they'll do really well. I was going to say, you know what, if anyone could do it, it's like, fuck Briars. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck Hell Briars, yeah. for real. That, Briars is not good. Oh, no. And the freezer burn, I don't want a vaccine with freezer burn on oof, it. Oof. Imagine you get like like an icy vaccine, which is yeah, like crystals of ice on it. They're yeah, like, it here's like your vaccine. Like the, the SpongeBob pop from like the, like the bottom of the barrel of the bodega shop. You're like, nah, nah, that's not a good vaccine. No, 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 not <laughs> that one. That fresh. That, I need that Dippin' Dots tech. Oh, my God. I would love to read you some of the Dippin' Dots flavors. 
Yeah, um, I mean, I feel like I could name half of them. I was going to say, especially since you love Dippin' Dots, these might um, stir something magical in you. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one I remember, like, viscerally. Banana Split. Yeah. I, o- I always ordered that one because I love banana. It has, like, yellow, pink, white, and brown dots, which was a turnoff for me, but, you know. It was, all the, it was all the scoops of ice cream. Apparently their chocolate ice cream flavor is the best-selling flavor, which is that, That's shocking to me. I would have thought it was the cookies and cream. Yeah, or one of, like, the colorful ones, but, you know, who, who's to say? The data, the data speaks for itself. Um, there's cotton candy. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is kind of weird. Fruity cereal spelled F-R-O-O-T-Y. So we have a 90s food imitating another 90s food, like Fruit yeah. Loops. <laughs> Copyright infringement right there. <laughs> Maybe they'll get into another lawsuit. I don't know. Some of these flavors are retired, by the way. So some there's of like these a, are... There's like a toucan in court with like a yeah. He's like, Your Honor. <laughs> well, Sam, what do you think? Yeah. Um... Oh, here's a good one. Liberty Ice. What? This is a retired flavor. <laughs> wow, Reti- retired flavor. They hung up the jersey. <laughs> so you so you might guess when this flavor might have been created and sold. Um, you know, around the same time as uh, Freedom Fries. Yes, of course, of course. Um, we have Spookies and Cream, which is exactly like Cookies and Cream, except it's orange. <laughs> Okay, okay. Fright Fest. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one I did not know existed, but I feel like you would like this kettle corn. Oh, you know that I would try that. Yeah. That was not an OG flavor. I don't think so, no. No way, because I definitely, as a kid, I was always like the gross kid that loved popcorn flavored things. Yeah. And this one is one that I would really like. And I'm, I gotta say, I'm not a huge dip and Dots fan, but this is the only flavor I've seen that I was, that I'm like, yes, I want that. Cold brew latte. Ooh. Like, that would actually be really good, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think, I think like when I think about why Dippin' Dots was so successful, especially in the 90s, was like when diet culture was like at its pinnacle I feel like or I don't know because now you could say every decade has its like pinnacle of diet culture but I feel like what it was really getting us to seek was like different textures Mm -hmm. of sugar (laughs) and what's funny is it has all the same ingredients as ice cream it also has a ton of preservatives and artificial dyes and all of that terrible stuff but yeah it's it's it basically has the same ingredients but you're right I think it kind of makes kind of tricks people into thinking like oh this is something different yeah like <laughs> oh it's like not like it's not like creamy full of fat like ice cream that's the thing it it's doesn't like seem like it has fat else. but it does have fat because it has milk in it just like regular yeah, ice cream absolutely um yeah i don't know Dippin' dots for me is kind of like um it's kind of like a jurassic park thing where it's like you know what's the quote they're like we spent so much time thinking about if we could and and didn't think about if we should. <laughs> I'm just kind I of like... Find a way. <laughs> the Dippin' Dots find a way. I'm just like, why? And especially after learning about all this effort that goes into making it and the amount of dry ice that this one company uses every year, I'm like, why? <laughs> There's a dry ice shortage right now. That's why people are like calling up Dippin' Dots, like, help us out. 
Save us, Tiffany. Save us. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, if you had to give Dippin' Dots a rating, mm-hmm. you know, let's say... How many, how many purple ketchups out of ten? Yeah, yeah, ketchups? yeah. Zero out of ten <laughs> Liberty Dots. Zero, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, honestly, I give it a ten out of ten. Whoa. I do, I know. I give it a 10 out of 10, you know, the upper echelons of um, 90s food because I think that, like we said before, like the whole gimmick of these foods that we're talking about are that these were foods that were already desirable to eat. There's never been a time ever ever in existence that, like, if you said to any seven-year-old, hey, do you want to go get a scoop of ice cream? Right. That they'd be like, eh. So, so you're, wait, you saying this is making me realize I have, like, like stepmom energy with Dippin' Dots. Okay. Like, okay. I love ice cream mm-hmm. so yeah. much, and as a kid, I loved ice cream so much that when I saw Dippin' Dots, it was almost like, you're not my real mom! You know, I was like, like you, you'll never replace ice cream! Like, why would you even try? You know? And I'm over here, that's, I'm over here, like, riding horseback, and I'm like, oh, I'll say I love her if you tell me I should. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll hate her if you want me to. You were influenced. You caught the bug. You liked No, absolutely. Liked the I, I definitely did. And, and I love, my favorite is, like, a soft serve. I love soft serve ice cream. Oh, sure. But I will say that when Dippin' Nuts came along, there was a glimmer in its eye. There was a, 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 a youth, usefulness, <laughs> a, a buxom A pep in its step. Oh, my God. It was so fresh and sparkly and new. Let me ask I you this. Resist. Would you eat Dippin' Dots today? Yeah. Uh, not not like um, Desert Island ice cream or anything. Not like, oh, do I think Dippin' Dots is the best kind of ice cream? No, absolutely not. But the, the banana split... Yeah, absolutely. I would take uh, a little a little kitty cup of, of banana split dipping dots. You know what I think they should do? I think when you get your vaccine, you should also get a free dipping dots. I think that I think that if Doctor Colonel C. Grant Dippin' Dots was a smart man, <laughs> if he was a smart man, he would broker some kind of deal. It's like Pfizer and Dippin' Dots. Or like, or every time you donate blood, instead of a cookie, now you get Dippin' Dots. <laughs> I think that that's one of the best ideas I've heard recently. <laughs> um, if I had to rate Dippin' Dots, I, I, I would give it a 3 out of 10 dots. Um, but, you know, if it saves us from the pandemic... I might have to up that rating. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It's 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 contentious right now. It's grade pending. <laughs> grade pending. Yeah, grade actually, pending. I'm not even gonna answer you yet. I'm yeah. gonna leave it up for review. Yeah, like like a like a an El Paso restaurant that hasn't quite passed all of its credentials. <laughs> We're gonna give it a grade pending. Like every single restaurant in New York City. Yeah. I'm going to give it a there, great There isn't normally a rat in the kitchen. <laughs> Come back on a Tuesday. Now I just imagined a little rat eating Dippin' Dots with a spoon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, on a subway platform. Well, I think, you know, we said a lot about Dippin' Dots today. 
Yeah. I feel I'm, like we really, uh, you um, know, touched on really, a lot of things. I really, excited that we were able to kick this off with something that I felt like I had such a deep personal connection I'm to. I'm so glad because I didn't even know that I was about to uh, crack that open in you. Oh, yeah. So I'm so glad. Um, the one piece of advice I will give to everyone who's listening is if you have a phone, if you have a computer, if you have access to the World Wide Web, um, I recommend really taking a close look, a close look at the Dippin' Dots logo. Um, because it is, I'll let you form your own conclusions. <laughs> Is that, is, that like an, is that like an Easter egg? I don't no, know. it's not an Easter, Easter egg. egg. It's not an Easter egg. It's just no. bad. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if I wanted to like, um, you know, suddenly like um, weaken like everyone in a coffee shop in like Bushwick, Brooklyn, I would just walk in with like a poster of like the Dippin' Dots logo and all the graphic designers working on their laptops in the middle of the day would just drop dead. And their superpowers would diminish. Yeah, they're like, oh no, not the Dippin' Dots logo. It would be like Captain Planet around like sewage. <laughs> yes, exactly. It would, it would. If you were a graphic designer, actually, if you were a graphic designer, trigger warning. Okay. Trigger warning. Like, look it up, but trigger warning. Um. Okay. Well, I guess I'm really excited for what we're gonna talk about um, next time. I cannot wait for your reveal. So yeah. You're gonna be shocked. I can't wait. I cannot wait. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next time. See you next time.